What's up, my people? I'm your host, Chad Hostack, coming in with a good word. In uh, tonight's episode, I'm going to talk about how to quickly and effectively declutter your life and have a clear path for you to fall in love with life. So when it comes to decluttering our lives, you see, people get overwhelmed by stuff. People get bored. And as human beings, we're problem solvers. And when we don't have problems to solve, sometimes we look for problems or create problems. Because when we solve a problem, whether we created it or not, or we found it like we were looking for it, we feel a sense of satisfaction. We're always striving to... Um, have that sense of accomplishment, you know, a sense of achievement. When what we really should be doing is having harmony. And, you know, problem solving matters when it's an actual problem, like a challenge or an obstacle or some sort of thing obstructing our path to our idea of success. That's when we should be problem solving or helping a friend with their or helping someone we like, or just helping anybody with a problem um, in their path to success, to their idea of success. And that's why we must be mindful of what we we invest ourselves in, our time, money, and efforts and such. Because we don't want our time, efforts, and money to go to waste. And that's why we must be mindful of what actually matters. As I say all the time on this on this podcast, 99% of things in life do not matter. Very few things in life actually matter. Um, and the four things I always talk about, as long as you have shelter, food, and income, people who care about you, that you care about, you're winning. And my nephew added one. He goes, fun. Yeah, that's a great addition. So now there's five pinnacle things. You know, there's five crucial things that we need to have. And if you're having those five things, shelter, food, and income, a network that you care about, that cares about you, and you're having fun, you're winning in life. And my philosophy is whoever has the most fun in life wins. Why do you think so many people are chasing financial freedom and wealth creation? They want to have options. They want to they wanna travel. They want to be at luxurious places doing fun, expensive things because they want to. They they want to they want to be able to take on more bills that would make their life more worthwhile, you know. Um, you know, money creates options and freedom, and opportunity, and then money solves a lot of problems. The more money I have, the less worries I have. The less bills I have, the less worries I have. And even if I did win the lottery, I wouldn't take on too many more bills. To tell you the truth, you know, I I might have like maybe. A few different things I would do monthly, like go to some fancy cigar lounge in a different country or something. I might do something like that if I if I was rich and famous or whatever, or just rich or just won the lottery or whatever. Yeah, you know, I I still would try to keep my bills down, but I guess that would really depend on like what am I doing? You know, what how many businesses do I have? How do I automate them? So I guess I guess maybe. The more success the, the more successful I get, maybe I will have a lot more bills, but at least they would be necessary and valuable. 
Um, you see, when we create problems or we go looking for problems that we don't need or don't even have and they never existed and we don't even, they're not necessary to solve, we end up cluttering our lives. We end up bringing more stress because we're investing our time, money, and efforts into things that aren't necessary. And it creates unnecessary stress. And then we're thinking, well, why did I even do this? And then we remind ourselves of the weird justification we gave to mess up our lives. And that's a big thing in America. We mess up our lives and we justify it. <laughs> you know, except for people like me who are in tune with what actually matters. You see, um, I have very few problems in my life. And the problems I do have in my life... Yeah, they're significant and important to me, you know, in terms of like me meeting my goals um, or I'm helping somebody in my network solve a problem. But other than that, I, I make it a habit to not go out of my way to look for problems. I look for solutions or I look for options. You see, when we go looking for problems, we just accumulate more stress and pain in our lives that's unnecessary we mess up our lives and clutter it but instead of looking for problems we should be looking for options options to lead us where we need to be or simply just enjoy where we already are those are two perfectly fine things to do and you can also do both and also don't create problems create options <clears throat> you see Problems get created, um, or they can be created, right? Like, by our own will. That's what I'm talking about. What, like, we don't have any big problems that we need to solve, so we just go creating them so we can try to chase that sense of achievement. You know, and when, when, we're, when we're creating problems unnecessarily and we're trying to pursue that achievement feeling, I call that a dirty high, but when it's an actual problem that's necessary to have in our path to success, you know, it's a clean high when we get that achievement after solving it. And when you look at America, this first world country, so-called the greatest country on earth or whatever, the number one best country, whatever, whatever patriots say, um, I don't even know how people can be patriotic, you know, when you look at the status quo of America. You know, people are divided, people are miserable working their nine to five and, you know, um, complaining about what other people are doing. And, you know, the family unit has been destroyed and decimated. Um, marriage is a broken institution. The education system isn't helpful to young people. Um, colleges, college degrees are overpriced. Um, inflation is up. You know, we're heavily in debt. You know, the, ba the balance is not, the budget is not balanced and, you know, we're constantly trying to get into wars with other countries with very few exceptions of certain leaders. And, uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know what's so wonderful other than the fact that capitalism allows you to be as successful as you can be or will be for that matter. We can surpass our limitations if we do the right things. Lots of things to consider in that. Um, but yeah, I would say that's probably what makes us the greatest country in my opinion. Or maybe our endless appeal system. I don't know. There, there, I mean, there are great things about this country. You know, freedom of speech and all sorts of stuff. 
But I'm just saying, like, in general, our, our culture is very weak and sick right now. Lots of weakness, lots of sickness, lots of discord and chaos and, like, the bad kind of chaos. Lots of division. But, like I like I say, like, life is good. There's lots of help everywhere. The universe is abundant. There's a lot of great things about, about America. And I, I'd imagine the same could be said about other countries. However, when you look at the social justice warrior community and... and you know, the progressive left in general, they, they, they create problems. Um, you know, like, uh, have you just noticed like how everything is technically racist and sexist nowadays? Have you noticed that? Like, it's so easy to offend somebody, you know, you might have some innocuous opinion, but with, with just, even with just casual phrasing, you know, it could be, mischaracterized and made out to be homophobic, xenophobic, sexist, misogynist, um, racist, you know, whatever, you know, um, it, it is, everyone's just offended by everything. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, America, our culture. We don't really have any real problems because it's so easy depending who you are. Like for a lot of people, including me, it's easy to, get good mental health, get good physical health, get good financial health in America. So I, I, when it comes to, you know, people finding problems with things or creating problems with things, it just shows how in human nature, we, we need to keep solving problems for our survival, like kind of like in a pseudo or perhaps actual evolutionary psychology perspective. That's how I think of it. Um, it's just interesting that, you know, we don't have any real problems to complain about. We have it really good in America, no matter who you are. Like, anyone can be successful. There's successful women. There's successful men. There's successful non-white people. There's successful non-straight people. You know, um, and it's funny. I see these I see these people, you know, these progressive left people and these social justice warrior feminist people. They, they take photos with mayors. Um, with their flags and they're smiling and you know they, they try to look happy in photos but every other time they're talking they're, they're really prideful and they, they take pride in being victims you know the, it's the patriarchy it's the white man it, it's the white privilege it's it, it's it's the cisgendered people it's the it's the heterosexual people you know it's them, you know, they're, they're, they're keeping us down. There's inequality everywhere. You know, they make it so you can't be successful if you're not a straight white male. You know, it, it, it's weird. You know, because I see plenty of, you know, non-male people, you know, female people, transgender people, you know, making it in life like working a job and do going to college and doing their YouTube thing. Like there's such a variety of people that are not straight white males, cisgendered straight white males who are successful. And, you know, if I, if I grew up being indoctrinated like that, you know, and I, I, I was taught to have a target on my back, like feel like I'm being targeted by certain kinds of groups of people and that I can't be successful. I'd be angry too. You know, if I, if I, if I looked at myself as a victim in a country I grew up in or I came to, you know, I would feel really angry. I would be really angry and hurt. 
And I, I would be really prideful about my victimhood, too, I suppose, if I was insecure like that. You know, um, I'm not saying inequality doesn't exist. I'm just saying I don't think it's as bad as people say. I don't, I don't really believe in equality or really care for equality, but um, I think people should be rewarded based on the merit they bring and um, the value they bring. And I, I see plenty of people being successful and doing their thing. Um, white male suicide is pretty high. And I don't hear anyone talking about that. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people are just depressed, you know. Um, things are becoming more expensive. Like, just being able to live and survive is becoming expensive. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that are hard to do when it comes to getting our basic wants and needs met, unless you have, like, a worthwhile degree and you're doing a worthwhile job. And uh, when, it, when it comes to dealing with hard economic times, you know, we have to have the abundance mindset that the universe is abundant and that we can get our basic needs and wants met some way, somehow. It's going to take some grit. It's going to take some trust. It's going to take some effort and some hard work, or maybe even a lot of it, you know, any of those, to um, solve our problems. Like things are becoming more expensive. Okay, so maybe you can't can't drive to certain places near you anymore because gas is so expensive. Ride a bike. That's abundant. You know, the universe made bikes, right? I mean, like um, whoever made bikes made bikes, but the but you know it's pretty easy to order a bike on Amazon.com for like 500 bucks. And um, it's easy to learn to ride one depending who you are. I'd imagine if you're able-bodied it would, and you uh, and you have a good um, mental, a uh, good psychological constitution, you could probably easily learn to use a bike. And, um, you know, when it comes to Problems like we're, we're, my philosophy is wherever there's a problem, there's always a solution, and perhaps even a set of solutions. You know, and that's why we need to have a good attitude, and that's why I talked about in the assets and liabilities episode, in the series on personal power. I talked about how you know having a good attitude is like your arguably your number one greatest asset, <clears throat> and so. And by the way, there are times we need to make time for ourselves and have our own solo pity party because we're human. It's also cool if you don't want to do that. It's it's cool with me if, and admirable and respectable if you do the pity party or you aim to never have one. Like a like if you run under the philosophy, a real man never allows himself a moment of self pity. I respect that too. I respect either one. You know, people just gotta get their needs and wants met some way somehow. You know, try both, you know, sometimes you try the pity party, sometimes you try avoiding it. See, see, just try those on and off for a while and see which one suits you better. So when you start applying these things the in this episode, you're going to instantaneously declutter your life because you're going to know what you are responsible for. You're going to understand what matters. When you start looking for options and you start creating options instead of looking for problems and instead of creating problems. See, my philosophy is wherever there is a problem, there's always a solution or set of solutions. And so when, when we start, you know, getting bored or we just feel like things aren't moving in the right direction, we start looking for and creating problems.
and that clutters our lives uh, because we start being responsible for things we don't need to be responsible for. We start wasting our time, effort, and money and such on things that don't really matter. We start to care too much about things we shouldn't care about. We start to value things we shouldn't really value. And so when you choose to um, understand your priorities and your position and your responsibilities and your standards and your limitations and capabilities, what happens is, you know, you get in tune with what you should value, your interests. You get in tune with what you should care about. You know, your network, yourself, and your path to success and the path of success for your network. And so we're always we're all we're we're always around we're always able to figure out what matters. And that's why I always encourage people to make a bucket list. The top five or so high value things you want to do before you die, that's what really matters. And so does the success of your 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 network, your friends, family, colleagues, etc. And help them where you can. Help them where you're actually able to be helpful. Be an asset to them where you can be an asset to them. Don't be a liability. When you start helping people with something you can't help them with, you're more of a liability or you're just not useful or unreliable. Not a good situation for anybody. You know, it doesn't hurt to try, of course. However, like, we need to know when to back off. And we also know, we also need to know when to keep pushing. And we have to use our own judgment for those calls in those contexts and situations and circumstances. And you see, I have very few problems in my life, and that's why I'm so laid back in that peace with everything. That's why I'm harmonious with my life, because I understand what actually matters to me. I understand my priorities. I understand what I'm responsible for. And when I don't have any real problems that I can solve, I don't go looking for them. I don't go creating them. Because when we do that, we start messing up our lives and, you know, then we're left with a choice. Do we justify this or do we just go, oh man, I, we got to eat crow. Like, oh no, I just started looking for problems and creating problems. And, you know, I got out of touch with what really matters. I started caring about things and valuing things that didn't really matter. You know, it's best to just eat crow and accept that, you know, we failed to be responsible and in tune with what actually matters. And that's one of the more graver, that's one of the more grave sins we can commit you know, self-betrayal and betrayal of our network because we want to be reliable. We want to be understanding. We want to be kind. We want to be flexible. We want to be active. We want to problem solve. We want to be successful and achieve things. And another example of how this works is with death and mortality. A lot of people are afraid to die. And that makes sense. When it's not when it's not through natural causes, like naturally passing away, yeah, we want to survive so we can experience life and live a worthwhile, meaningful life. That's why we want to survive. However, you know, we, we do have a fear about death because we don't understand death. Like, we don't understand, we don't know what's going to happen when we die. And that's why a lot of people are always trying to create, like, a legacy. Ambitious people, anyway. Like, they want to be like Alexander the Great, General George Washington, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, whoever. You know, because we don't think that the sands of time will bury them. And maybe it, maybe the sands of time won't bury everybody and everything, but I think it will. 
is it guaranteed that we're going to make it to another planet that we can survive on for a long period of time? Is it guaranteed we could bring those legacies to that other planet in a flash drive, perhaps? You know, is it guaranteed that we will be remembered forever in some way? I don't know. I think it could be possible. I don't know what the probability is. I don't know what the likelihood of it is. There's a lot to consider there. You know, we can be immortalized in a philosophical sense. Like we thought, said, or did something so worthwhile that people remember it for a long period of time post-mortem after we die. And that's a worthy goal to shoot for. You know, our ego as human beings, we're, we're so sensitive to things. You know, like we want to be remembered, you know, forever, right? You know, um, and the truth is there's a little bit of arrogance to that. Like, what are we doing as people so that's so worthwhile to be remembered throughout time? Well, what, what are we actually doing that's that valuable? And that's the thing. That's where the ambition kicks in. It's like, well, you know, I'm going to provide so much value to humanity that they'll remember me forever. Though it's selfish, there is good intention to that. Like, you actually want to do good for people. And then as a byproduct, you're remembered. I think that's okay. I think we should just do good the highest value good we can do, the most conceivable good possible, just because we should, just because we can. You know, and if we and if we get praised for it and rewarded for it, then that's all the better. Selfishness isn't always a bad thing. And and that that's a tricky truth to to come to. You know, and we can be very selfish in our relationships. Like when we're trying to encourage our friends and family and colleagues not to give up on something, on that one thing they truly want. It's not because they want to achieve it. It's because we want to see them achieve it. Or it could be both, depending who you are and such. Yeah. And so my personal goal in life is to have as clear mind as possible. Have a, have a very clear mind. And I, I want to have as much clarity as I can when I experience life, the good and the bad, the pleasure and the pain, both. Even at the same time. I want to see what I'm capable of. What's the most conceivable good that I am capable of? And I can't exercise that potential if I'm cluttering my life with it with things that aren't important. I can't do that if I'm valuing things that I shouldn't value. I can't do that if I'm caring about things I shouldn't care about because then I'm betraying myself and I'm betraying the interests of my network. So it's, it's important to learn to declutter and organize our lives. And it's really simple. It's about understanding our priorities, the bucket list or the six most important lists you'll have in life. That episode, that's a that's one of my favorite things I, I've shared on here because those six lists including the bucket list, that really organizes my life and time. And if anyone wants to know what's on my bucket list, it's on my website, cmhostack.com. And so when it comes to um, that, you know, having, and the business journal um, practice I do with the six sections, five to six sections. For me, it's six because I I print out data data sheets, you know, for how I think and such. You know, I organize my avenues and it allows me to understand what to say yes to and what to say no to. It understands me what's an actual problem and what's not an actual problem. 
And, you know, when we take on things that aren't actual problems and we start valuing and caring about the wrong things, you know, we build that inaccurate mental model of not only ourselves, but also reality. And then we torture ourselves for no reason, because you could, you, you, you could be perfectly fine the way you are, even with all your flaws and insecurities and weaknesses and such. But if you focus too much on that and you don't have a balanced perspective of yourself, you end up looking for and creating problems and going, oh, I'm like this, so therefore I need to be more like this. And then you mess everything up. You know, So it's important to understand that um, there's not, even though we always have some things that are shortcomings and such, that doesn't mean there's something entirely wrong with us or we're entirely a bad person. And maybe some of those things don't need to be changed or modified, but rather just managed, right? Because some parts of our identity are static and some parts of it are dynamic. Some parts do need a little bit bit of modification and some parts just need a bit of management and maintenance. Not a big deal. You know, that's that's the other thing in life. When you realize that 99% of things don't matter and you get your priorities right, and you're creating options and looking for options instead of creating problems and looking for problems. Oh man, you, 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 you realize, you know, how good you got it. You realize how abundant the universe is. You realize how much good is in you and how much good is in your life. And it's just so much, when you have a clear mind and you have clear priorities and a clear purpose, you're able to do the most conceivable good possible that you can. And that's worthwhile. And that's that's tonight's lesson. <laughs>